You're listening to Limitless Leaders Podcast. Accelerate your mindset, collaboration and performance by developing limitless self-leadership, leaders, teams and organizations. Now, over to your host, Renee Jerusso. Hi, this is Renee and if you're joining me on the podcast, this episode is part two of a two-part interview I did with Maria Palazzolo, CEO of GS1 Australia. As I mentioned in the last episode, because my conversation and the goal that Maria shared was so valuable, the interview went for over an hour. So we've split the interview into two parts. If you haven't already had an opportunity to listen to the first part, you can listen to it now at reneegeruso.com forward slash zero four. Now on to part two. So I guess I'd love to ask you, if you're happy to share, what's a mistake you've made that has probably taught you the most valuable lesson? Because I look at mistakes and challenges as gifts. I have this thing called the gift mindset. And it's around we don't always know what the gift is while we're Mm. immersed in the situation or, or that toxic person or whatever. But have you got something you can give us a brief sort of overview on? That's a little bit of a difficult one, but um, I guess the, the, the biggest mistake that I think I've made in my career is not trusting myself to be able to to do the job and not having uh, faith enough in my gut instinct and, and listening to people who have doubted my abilities and yeah. actually believing that what they were telling me was true. Mm. Um, based on nothing other than I'm a female and so therefore yeah. that's where I sort of belong because I'm a female and, mm. and never questioning that and never challenging it. Yeah. And, and, and remember, I come from obviously an era that's very, very different today. You know, uh, my advice to my granddaughters is that, you know, never believe that, you know, challenge yeah. it. Ask the question. Don't just yes. accept what you've been Don't told. Don't take it as fact. But that's not the world that I've come from. And the no. world that I've come from is when your boss tells you that, uh, no, this isn't for you because, mm. you know, it's, it's, you know, it's never been said because you're a female, mm. but, of course, it's you, you know that it's because you're a female. Yeah. And accepting that without challenging it and without questioning, I really mm. regret not doing that, like, you know, yeah. standing up for what I really knew was, was wrong and I yeah. should have challenged it and and, um, and, I, and I guess the outcome might have been a little bit different but that, that's one of my biggest regrets. Yeah. And, and the other biggest regret is, is also not challenging my parents for me to continue my education because yeah. if you said to me what is the one regret that mm. you have about your whole career or life, I, I would say that is, is the fact that I do not have a university degree and, and whilst... Now, would I be in a different position if I did? Maybe not. Would it make a huge difference? Maybe not to where I am. Yeah. But it would make a big difference to me because the, yeah. the confidence that it you have... might have bolstered that yeah, back then. It, it, the, the confidence that that would give you, I, mm. th- I think, would give you the courage to, to make yeah. those challenges and, and to ask those questions. Whereas yeah. without that, you always feel like, that inferior complex that people are giving you is actually mm. warranted. Yeah. Um, and you start to believe it. Yeah, exactly. You start to believe it yourself. Isn't it interesting? But everything you've done and everything you've been, you know, and you do what you do very successfully, you haven't had that, but you've learnt on the job. 
yeah, which, exactly. which which I loved, you know, about the journey. You know, I, I see some people go and do their MBAs or whatever on the side and they go, I did, did it in this amount of time. But I'm like, really, if you did it over a longer amount of time, you'll learn as you go, yeah. you yeah. know, and I think that's important. Yeah. So thank you. Thank you for sharing that. And I'm a big believer in the head, heart and gut brain. So your mm-hmm. head's all about your logic. Mm-hmm. Your heart's all about, you know, your compassion and love. And I guess your intuition is your gut brain. Mm-hmm. And there's been a lot of science over the years that you've got to trust your intuition. Yeah. And, you know, I can name times I haven't with certain things and they've, they've turned my world upside down. So I think it's bringing in what I call balance, that whole balance leadership. I call it the Wizard of Us. You know, my favourite <laughs> movie is The Wizard of Oz and I think The Wizard of Us is all about the head, heart and gut. Yeah, yeah. So, so it's interesting. What, what do you think, Maria, if you had to name a single trait that a company needs to attract and retain talent? Because obviously GS1 does that very well. Mm. What would that be? I, I think you need to have on offer things that certainly excite the uh, the newer generation yeah. in, into the workforce today and, and mm. clearly flexibility is one of them. You need to have a, a policy of, of having that flexibility mm. and, and providing that. You also need to ensure that uh, an organisation offers to people something that they can believe in. Yeah. Uh, I know for a fact that, you know, a lot of the newer people that join us like the fact that we're a mission-orientated organisation, that, you know, we're not driven by profits. You know, Mm. people actually like the idea of that. Mm. Does that mean that, you know, we're not committed to... You know, selling our our vision and our mission and um, and our services. Mm. Uh, of course, we are. We we, yeah. we have to do that. We have to stay in business. So we can't be a for loss organization, even though we're mm. a profit organization. Yeah. So of course, we still have to have that same drive. But it's a there's a different momentum behind that drive when people are doing it because they're they're mission orientated, mm. yeah. as as opposed to a P and L outcome. That's right. Um, and and they kind of like that. So. So I think, you know, that's for us, that's I think sometimes, not all the time, mm. but sometimes that's that's certainly a driver. I think we have a reputation in the market. Mm. I, I do hear from, uh, from some of our new staff that they had heard, you know, word of mouth from other yeah. people uh, that had worked here and they, they liked the culture. Yeah, you and know, that spreads, doesn't it? Like it's you can't yeah. fake that. It's a feeling. No, and, and the reputation of that culture, mm-hmm. the reputation of the brand. Yeah. Uh, I think yeah. you have to have an ethical brand these days. You do. Uh, people don't like to work mm-hmm. for companies that are not ethical for, you know, for many, many yeah. reasons. Yeah. So I think all of those we need to look at if we want to attract good talent. And then when, once you have attracted the talent, it's keeping them here. That's the sustaining and growing yeah. piece, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah. And, um, and and we, we have a very extensive program, and you, you Renee, have been a part of the, the you know professional development piece for, for many years where, you know, we really try to bring into the organisation continuous mm. improvement on, on people's skill sets yeah. uh, by yeah. developing them, by offering coaching and by offering, um, you know, development courses, mm. uh, depending on where people's aspirations yeah. are. So you, you, you need to be seen to uh, to always have that on offer. It's not just for a select no. few. It needs to run through the entire organisation. Yeah, and you're creating future leaders, which I'm very passionate about. It's the next you, yeah. it's the next, the succession pipeline. Yeah. When you were talking about people need a mission and needs to be believable you know there's there's been a lot of research done on what motivates people and without going into it deeply 
I mean, you've hit the nail on the head. People aren't actually motivated by money. It's what money gives them. But the thing that keeps coming out is fulfilment and purpose. Mm. And that's why people in a lot of roles, and I, I'm, you know, I can name 10 industries I'm in at the moment, have a side hustle because they're not getting their purpose and fulfilment in their day job. So it's quite interesting. interesting. Yeah. And I think, um, you know, in here and from what I've seen, it's definitely something that's, that's really important mm. to people, which I love. So I would love to ask you, who has, who's a leader that's impacted you? And why? Well, there's a person who I first met uh, many years ago in the international scene. So I didn't mention this before, but but GS1 Australia is part of a global organisation and we have 114 countries around the world that all belong to the GS1 organisation. Our head office is in in Brussels Mm. um, and um, one of the people that I've met through my work with the global organisation is a, is a person called Tim Smucker. Mm. And Tim is now the chairman but was the CEO of, of the Smucker Corporation, which is a multi-billion Massive, dollar yeah. um, organisation in, in the US. And, and Tim took on the mission of being uh, part of the GS1 world many, many years ago. In fact, he, he was the purpose... I'm going back in history a little bit, but the, the US organization today known as GS1 US was yeah. a completely separate organization to the rest of the world. Yeah. So yeah. The, the Americans decided, because they were the ones that, that first came up with the system, that they were always going to be very separate to the rest of the world, which of course caused huge issues yeah, in the early years because, uh, you know, if you're a Nestle, you work across the world. The U.S. doing something different to the rest of the world just you you know, was never that. going to work, yeah. was it? So, so he he was absolutely instrumental in moving these two worlds of the U.S. and mm. the rest of the world to to come together and form one single organization, which today is called GS One. From those days until now, I still think that he is the, the most inspirational person I've ever met. Mm. Um, he's also the most humble person I've wow. ever met. So down to earth, um, you know, remembers all my children's names every time he sees me. I, yeah. I just, I, you know, if I could be anything like him as a leader, um, then I would, have, mm. uh, I, I would have achieved something because he's just yeah. so inspirational. But at the same and time... And he gives a lot so, back, doesn't he? He contributes to a few boards and advisory. Oh, well, he's still on the board yeah. of, of the uh, the management board yeah. globally. Um, yeah. But <clears throat> he gives... He's just amazing. I, mm. I, 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 don't, I would, actually don't know where to start because he just does so much for the organisation. And he does it all because he actually really believes in what we do. Well, yeah. He just, believes in the fact that, you know, we're here to serve a mission mm. um, you know on behalf of industries all over the world yeah. and he believes it as much as I believe it and maybe because we have that in common I'm, I'm so inspired by him but it's really his demeanor and the way he conducts himself you know um, when we go to dinners he never wants a special seat he doesn't you know he's he, just he authentic just want, he's human oh, he, he's just wonderful he's just yeah. so down to earth and there's no airs and graces about no. him and his wife Jenny's exactly the same they just you know they just want to be treated like everybody else and yeah and they don't want any special treatment and I and I just think you know that's a real leader someone who has you know who's not who's not you know, boasting about no. what they do, prove, what they achieve. Uh, they actually walks his talk, and mm. look, you know, obviously know of him, and and, and amazing. And, and something mm. he said that's interesting. Do you know people that we admire in life, personally or professionally, 
usually have the qualities and traits that we admire about ourselves or that we have within us. It's quite, mm. I call it the mirror. Mm. And knowing you over the years and, and obviously what you stand for and you've even recognised that you have some of those traits. We can't admire people that don't already have the things in them that we have within us. Interesting. Yeah, <laughs> and I say that to our listeners out there. Too. You can't think of a leader you admire and they don't have to be famous. They could be your mum, they could be your partner, whoever, a school teacher. Have a think about what are the qualities, two or three qualities or traits that really stand out and chances are you have them within you. And on the flip side, Maria, people we don't admire and irk us and we can't connect with usually have something about them that we don't like about ourselves. It's 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 quite a bit of a yeah. your head sort of goes wall, but yeah, it's, it's it's really true. interesting. Yeah. yeah, and you know, just to add to that, people will always ask you, so, you know, who's been your mentor? And mm. I've, I've never felt that I've really had a mentor as such. Yeah. And, and, and even my connection with Tim mm. is, you know, every time we see each other, which is probably three times a year. Yeah. So it's not an everyday connection. So, you know, from a mentoring perspective, I don't feel that I ever had a mentor that mm. showed me the way. Sort of a virtual mentor. I guess in in some ways, but I do feel that I have had a mentor that's told me what not to do. Yeah. So in yeah. In, in my life and in my career, uh, mm. I have learned a lot from watching people do the wrong thing, thing. and and even you know um, even in this organisation, mm. you know people that have treated others the wrong way, and every time I see that sort of behaviour. I know that that's what you don't do. So yeah. mentoring isn't just one person. I think no. that you know that can show you the way, or can open doors for you, or or even it sets an example yeah. for you. Because examples can be set in the opposite way, not in the positive way, totally but in the, in the negative that. way as well. Well, I call them the gifts, you know. And I've had a, a leader at one point that was the gift that kept giving. <laughs> so I learned how not to be as a leader, and that's exactly what I'm saying. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. That I I learned exactly how to be a leader yeah. by watching somebody uh, do it really, really badly. And you flip uh, it, and and then you say you don't do any of those things. I love that. Yeah, so. And those of you out there that haven't had the gift, you will <laughs> look out for them. Thank you for sharing that. So inspiring. I'd love to just ask you sort of a little bit around. The three key lessons you'd love to share with us, and then I've got some quirky little questions. Okay. Never have enough time. We could <laughs> sit here all day. So the three three sort of lessons you've learned. You've mentioned mm. empathy here, which for me is one of the, I call it one of the 12 gifts of being a limitless mm -hmm. leader. Empathy comes from the German word meaning feeling in. It's actually feeling into mm. people. So it's not compassion, that's sympathy. Mm. Mm -hmm. Empathy is about putting yourself in other people's yeah. shoes. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and I think that having uh, the, the skill uh, yeah. to be um, uh, empathetic to people's situations is really important because, you know, in, in an organisation of 170 people, you can just imagine how many mm. different situations you have um, and, you know, you, you, you need to be able to help people out when yeah, you can. Yeah, definitely. Um, and, again, it comes from, from growing throughout the organisation. So, mm -hmm. you know, when I started, there was only a couple of us here. So throughout this growth and this incredible journey of the organisation, I've been a part of all of it. So I've experienced all these things. I've experienced having, you know, sick parents where you needed to be there for them. I've experienced having 
you know, children, you know, that yeah. um, that are sick and therefore you have to stay home, or they've got special excursions, mm. or they've got, you know, special things that you have to leave for, you have to be there for, or you should want to be there yeah. for. Yes, um, yeah. You know, one of my biggest regrets is that I I never played that card that well um, with my with my family and my children because. Um, then it would have been seen to be oh she's a female in the job and those so and they she, discount she has yeah. to you know she yeah. has to go home early for the kids and, and yeah. that was always a negative. Mm. Today, if somebody says yeah I need to leave at three o'clock, mm. because, and I, go yeah. yeah go you need to be there for your kids that yeah. yeah that's the most important thing yeah not you being here but being there is is what's really that's, important that's right so that so that that you know that empathy that. is about always saying, how do I want to be treated? Mm. If I was in that situation, how would I want to be treated? Yeah, um, and if, if you apply that question, mm. um, then you have you have an instant answer. You do. Because you don't want to, you, you would never do the wrong thing by yourself, would you? No. no. So why would you do the wrong thing by others yeah. and, and not understand their position and their situation? So it's it's really important. It's that, very important. And can I tell you that that's something that I, that I tell all my management team that they have to apply. Yeah. They need to always consider that. And sometimes, you know, they, they say, oh, but, you know, that the business, you know, can't can't really accommodate that. And, and I challenge them on that. And but I it's, say, it's, why not? Yeah, that's it, it, and that's good. You've got to challenge it, but it's also the way they're being. I have a saying, we've become human doings, not human beings. And, and empathy, I've done a bit of work on empathy there's a thing called cognitive empathy and that's where you think you know how the other person feels and I think that can be dangerous. Yes. <laughs> then there's emotional empathy where you actually really relate mm. at almost a heart level yeah. and I think it's even the delivery of not being able to say, hey, you can have two days off if, if that is the case or no, you can't work from home, which hopefully people can, but, it, but it's in the delivery and being intentional and not mm. impulsive with your response to that conversation. Yeah, I think I, there's I, I think, that, that. I think that's a really a good comment that you make about the you know, impulsive way that you mm. respond because I've noticed it in, in particular people that, that are in management and have mm. come from other organisations yeah. that their, their first instinct is to actually say, oh, no, that's, yeah. that just doesn't suit. I challenge that. I say, why yeah. doesn't that suit? Oh, because we need them here. Why do we need them here? Yeah. Oh, the phones have to be answered. Well, we have five other people that yeah. can answer the phones. You can't tell me that you can't do without mm. that person that's for that right. day or those days. So I honestly think it's just the way that they've been used to in business. Yeah, and, yeah. and most businesses are really hard mm. on those sorts yeah. of things. Yeah. Um, you know, that's obvious by what you hear a lot of. Oh. And and I just think it's just mm. a load of rubbish because mm. you know, there's no way known. If this is the case, then you're doing something wrong in your business mm. anyway. You should be able to always manage your business uh, without certain people there at certain to- times when they totally. need to be somewhere else yeah. you know, and, and you need to be aware and of it. And it all starts with the leaders. I think, you know, if you've got, I believe, a limitless culture comes from having leaders doing the right things, the teams doing the right things and therefore the organisation. And and I think what you said is true. You know, if, if someone says to me, oh, Renee, I had four weeks leave, the team went to hell without me, I'm so needed, that's not a good thing. No. 
If the team runs well without you, treat it like it's your own business because I'm telling you as a business owner, that's what you'd want Um, and it shows you're creating future leaders that are stepping up. So empathy, do you think listening, you're a big believer in um, being a good listener first. Tell me about that. Well, I've uh, I've always been that way so I can't say that that's a skill that that I've learned but being Mm. a a rather shy person and, and lacking a lot of confidence in my you know uh, younger years I learned I learned the art of listening and uh, certainly in in leadership roles I see Mm. all the time people are always trying to prove their level of knowledge they're always Mm. trying to prove to someone else in the room in a meeting that they they're the first ones with something to say and and I really dislike that because I, I I think you learn so much by just being the person that listens you might have lots of comments and, and lots of things that you want to say about a subject, but let other people speak mm. first because there's no doubt that in any kind of leadership role that you have, if you're in a room with, with people who are subordinates to you, then the, the one thing that happens is that you skew their thinking, yeah. you skew their confidence in, in, in speaking, yeah. And the next thing you know, uh, if if you said something first, you're gonna you just watch the conversation. It's, it's all going to start mm. to to gear in the same way that that you know in the subject that you brought up, yeah. rather than let them That's have right. the say and let them speak what they want to yeah. say first and come in at the end. Okay, let everybody have their say. Yeah. Um, and I think that that's really, really important because, you know, you've got to give people that, that confidence to say, I, I'm actually interested in what you've got to say and I'm going to listen to you uh, and I'm not going to interrupt you and I'm, I'm going to, you know, be, be very in, in the moment with yeah. you and hear what you've got to say. It is one of the most profound skills and it's the hardest skill in the world to master. Mm. The reason behind it, we're not wired to listen. Our brains think at 400 words a minute and our lips speak at 125. So we're all, it's like when you always say to be bumping to someone. Does that apply to everybody or because yeah. I know some people that that wouldn't be the case. Ha ha ha. No, but, but. <laughs> But it's, it's, yeah, some people speak faster, but, but it's a little bit like Maria, you know, you said bump into someone and you go hi and they go good and you haven't even asked them how they are, right? It's something that's got to be, you know, deep listening and listening to what's not being said. So not just the words. Exactly. 93% of it comes down to tone and body language. So, you know, seeing if people are really committed or if they're just complying, I always say pick up on that. And I, and I love it and it is really important. And last but not least, not being able to please everyone, you can't, no, can you? No. Tell me about that. Well, I guess that's been one of my lessons learned a long time ago, um, that you, you're just never, ever going to please everybody. Um, that's just a known fact um, and I, I should have learned that, that a long time ago. But you certainly try lots of lots of ways and and, um, and things to to make that happen so that you, you've got a happy workforce yeah. Um, yeah and for me it's really important that people are happy here I say it all the time if you, if you don't love what you do and you wake up in the morning and you're not happy to come here then something's wrong mm. um, and we need to we need to look at that you know maybe you're in the wrong job um, maybe you're in the wrong organization yeah. yeah you know maybe we're doing something wrong but you know we have to look at that so so you know, people need to be happy in what they in what they're doing. They need to love what they're doing, and that's and that's really important. Mm. But if you're not, then tell me what you know what it is that's not making you um, happy, 
and then you know we need to make decisions you know as a, as a, as a senior team we need to make decisions to have a look at you know can we do anything about yeah. that yeah and sometimes we can but sometimes we can't yeah um and learning that you can't always make everybody happy because no. you, you you just can't do it no. um is something that i've had to learn to do but also had to learn to live with mm. and i can tell you it's the most difficult thing for me to do yeah it's really really yeah. hard to accept that i've had to make some really hard decisions um that don't sit well with me at all, but they've been the right decisions to make for multiple reasons. Mm. But they have to be for the right reasons. They can't yeah. be because for it's driven by it. e- yeah. all, all ego or mm. all other things that really don't matter, that no. are not important. So you know, making those decisions um, because they're the right decisions yeah. for the organisation, but ultimately sometimes even for the people. That's right. It may not be obvious, but and even if they're that. unpleasant, I mean, it's it's leading out loud, and that's and that's your job. You've got to be honest, and and it's a game. You know, not everyone is fitted to a certain role, and I believe you've got to have knowledge and skill in a role. But there's it's around sixty five percent of your success in any role comes down to doing what motivates you. So I always say, seventy percent of the time, you can do the things that light you up and satisfy that, drive it, lead upwards, lead across to get that. We all have the 30% we don't like doing, but if you can balance that and be aware of that, more importantly than anything, that's that's important. And I think self-coaching, having a coach internally or a mentor externally is really important mm-hmm. because they're going to ask you questions and be there to listen for you to come out with the answer to know what it is deep inside you that will take you to the next level. Yeah, very true. This has been great today and so much insight. Um, can I, I've just got quick trivia, three right. questions okay. we always you know, ask at the end of these okay. podcasts. So what is your favourite word? My favourite word? Well, I probably have quite a few, um, but I guess the word um, that resonates with me the most and means the most to me is, is loyalty. Yeah. What does that mean to you? um, It it means a lot, actually, because I think if you have loyalty, um, one, you should get loyalty because you've earned it, Mm. which means you've done the right thing by people, and that's important. And because you've done the right thing, I think people want to be loyal to you. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And that that inspires lots of other things. And, um, you know, trust is really important. I I think it's so important that people can trust you. Um, but also that you can trust um, dependability. Yeah. You know, um, in, in this organisation, I rely on so many people to mm. do so much. Cause, yeah, you know, clearly it's not just about <laughs> me; it's about all of us. Yeah, um, but people need to rely on each other. So mm. you know, depending on on uh, each other is really really important. And I and I just think all of those things wrapped up. Um, don't really happen unless there's a degree of loyalty there. That's so right. That's why it's an important word. I love me. that. And they're all interrelated. Yeah. You're not loyal if you don't trust. You don't trust yeah. if you don't respect. Yeah. All those so things. So love that. Yeah. Yeah. What sound or noise do you love? Well, um, well I guess my very favourite uh, sound is the. It sounds, it'll sound that funny, but the patter of little feet. But um, it, it's actually when my grandchildren come to visit and we have a rather long corridor at home um, on tiles. And, and so um, and I'll be in the kitchen and, and I hear that door opening and then I, I 
and um, start to hear the little tiny sounds of these little feet running down the corridor and um, and, and saying, no, no, we're here, and and, and the the, uh, the warmth, I guess, um, mm. and, and how I feel at that moment when I hear those little feet running down yeah. the corridor and and, uh, and then calling out to me is probably um, – probably the best feeling in the world. Yeah. So, yeah. I love that. I love that. And that's a, a great anchor for you. You know, yeah. they say any time when the times get tough, always think about that noise or that visual that make, that lights you up, mm. I guess. Yeah. And you're even smiling, yeah. which is awesome. <laughs> and our last question for today is what's a profession other than your own you'd like to attempt? <laughs> um, yes, there's, there's probably a few things. I, I you know, I, I love real estate. Yes. Okay, yeah. so I I would probably do something in real estate. I'd love to be, you know, in development, so developing mm. real estate in, in some way. Um, I also just love the whole, um, because I spend so much time in hotels um, <laughs> around the world, um, I I often think, well, that would be a really great job to run, you know, a really big hotel, mm. and apart from the fact that you'd have to put up with all the whinging customers. Uh, but apart from that, I, I think, yeah, that they would be the sorts of yeah. things that I'd probably look look at doing. I, I'm, I'm well, they're a bit all to a, do with property. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a bit of a stickler for detail and, mm. and, uh, and a bit of a, yeah. a perfectionist in, in uh, things being just right. Mm. So I, I think I'd probably be be okay in, in those yeah, fields you if would. I chose to do those. In your spare time. In my spare time, yeah. In my I, spare love, time. I love that. And just quickly, going back 30 years, just in one sentence or two, what advice would you have given your future self? Trust myself more. Um, mm. Believe that I could do a lot more than I thought I could. Um, and that's all self-doubt. Yeah. Brought about by a hundred different things, but... Um, mm. You know, uh, I I came from a migrant family. Um, you know, English was my second language. Yeah. My parents didn't push me to you know to, uh, to to get a higher education. Um, I never had any of that, and and I, I would say to myself, well, you know, push yourself a bit harder to to, to follow that mm. you know that dream if that, yeah. if that's a dream that you have and, and just trust the fact that you know you, you're actually a lot more capable than people make you believe that you are I love that and I think being successful in anything comes down to capability courage mm. and capacity you know sometimes the capacity can be challenging but it's around, you know, if you love what you do, which you clearly do, and that's why you're amazing at what you do and you're leading such an amazing organisation to success and even more success, I think they're important. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for, I'm sure those of you listening have got so many, I don't even know where to start, key nuggets <laughs> there, so much gold and, and for your generosity in being so open um, and sharing your knowledge, your experience, and I guess all from your heart and Seeing you face-to-face, -face, I can see it's just all just raw and real and thank you so much. Oh, thank you, Renee. It's been an absolute pleasure. 
You've been listening to Limitless Leaders Podcast, leading from the inside out to develop limitless self-leadership, leaders, teams, and organizations. To find out how you can accelerate your mindset, your communication, collaboration, and connection to become a limitless leader, sign up for our Limitless Leaders Podcast series at www.renegerusso.com forward slash podcast series. That's renegerusso.com forward slash podcast series. 